Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Property Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. is going on y'all we are back for another edition of no bets barred this time for ufc 283 taking over brazil rio de janeiro i guess i should be saying uh hola benvenido uh to no bets barred this week uh, as we're going full brazil jed how we feeling man first pay-per-view card of the year full brazil i love who doesn't love full brazil I mean, uh, I, I have to say, I'm such a softie for these international cards where the card is stacked with that country's fighters, like Paris last year. Now we get Brazil. I love it. Yeah, I mean, London. London yes, last London. year was iconic. The first I mean, one, certainly. So serve me the, these up on a platter anytime. I love these cards. Like, I wish we could have gotten South Korea in a few weeks. Instead, we're going to be watching an Apex card at 3 a.m. I can't wait for that. It's going to be sick. I mean, who doesn't love 3 a.m. Apex cards? You know what else I love? I love that cup you just put up on the screen there. Damn right. Damn right. It's that. Dogs, I, baby. I got the hat on, too, here, you know? Oh, I didn't realize. I, I saw the shirt is a, is a Chick-fil-A, but I can't tell if that's the it's Peach a little, Bowl shirt. Uh, it's actually a little uh, half marathon I oh, did in Athens, Georgia, marathon. back in okay. college. You know, I'm just Georgia up right now. Just just, just finished a nice run myself. You know, got the endorphins pumping Ooh, the, before talking UFC 283. You're an evening run guy, huh? Not typically. Uh, did a show, an, an additional MMA hour today. Uh, big one. Yeah, you know, a lot going on. Didn't have time to shower before this, so I'm just going in dirty to this one, you know. Let's go. That's, hey, there's no, no problems with that for this, you know. Just get down in the muck because, talk about dirty, buddy. I have so much action. Good. Good, because I do too. It's an unreasonable amount of action on this card. And I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of love the action I've got. Like, I'm, I'm sort of in love. Oh, with I don't. Card. Oh, <laughs> I, no. I, uh, 
I am really confident when we get into this that we're not going to have a lot of overlapping bets. I'm taking, I'm firing from the hip on some of these oh. here. So I got some, I'm looking at some big numbers uh, at some points oh, I too. This. So I love this. We, uh, uh, I, I didn't intend it. I just started getting into it. I was like, uh, I kind of feel this one. And suddenly, suddenly here we are. And I'm, I plan on adding more. I've got a couple of spots reserved because I'm confident you're going to pitch me a couple. So. <laughs> all right uh, well, it's uh, gonna get real real mucky in here i'm very interested to hear it i absolutely cannot wait not a ton to dissect from usc vegas 67 uh i finished down like 0.9 units little appetizer for for the pay-per-view card i uh i finished <laughs> i finished up like 0.9 units. let's go so, let's go uh it was actually not even that. I finished up like 0.09 units. I functionally broke even on the cards. Uh, so. so for me, you know, it was a nothing burger week. For you, winning week. That's how we sell this. That's hey, how we, we spin this. I can get a cup of coffee with with what I what I won. So you know, that's more uh, than I can do. It's important. You get that cup of coffee, and then that's how you fund the. Uh, I'm looking at 13 bets on my card right now, but oh, again, yeah. intending oh, yeah. to add at least two more. So. That's what I like to hear. Then let's just dive right into it. I mean, UFC 283 feel like it's it's a little bit of an underrated card. Like I I I kind of fell in love Bold with this card as right I was digging into it. Okay. I mean, I I'm I'm a fan of this card. I also I, I mentioned it off the top. I'm a big fan that we have a Brazilian represented in every single one of these fights. I, I think that's fantastic work by the UFC. It's, sometimes we have multiple. Sometimes it is more than one. So, <clears throat> 15 fights and what is it like? 17 Brazilians, 18 on the card. That's a thing of beauty. It's a thing of beauty. I mean, you, you've got a ton on the roster. You might as well use them for a card like this. So let's dive right into it. The main event of the evening, the light heavyweight championship. Yep. We just had one just a couple weeks ago. Now we're getting it again here just a couple weeks later in Rio de Janeiro. Glover Teixeira is taking on Jamal Hill right now. You can get Glover Teixeira at short dog odds of plus 110. Jamal Hill coming back at minus 130. This this line's kind of fluctuated a bit uh, right around where it is. Glover opened plus 130, came down to like even money, and now it looks like there is some money coming back in on Jamal Hill. The over-under is set at one and a half, under minus 105, over minus 125. I, I think we've alluded to it. I think we're on the same side of the coin here. We, I, I think we are, uh, which, like I said, I think might be a rarity for the rest of this card because I love it. I'm out on some limbs, but I am certainly backing the underdog here. Though I don't, uh, I, I don't have him straight. I didn't end up taking him when he dropped, and that was originally my plan. But at plus one thirty, I kind of thought that that number might move a little more. Obviously, it, it hasn't. So I ended up going uh, to share by submission plus two twenty five uh, <laughs> because. I mean, we can hop into it, but this feels pretty. This feels like it's a, like formulaic to me, you know. Uh, my idiot breakdown of it, you know, I love the idiot breakdowns. Just keep Break it, it simple. Jamal Hill got taken down by Tiago Santos like six like times, sev like several times. Yeah, uh, Tiago Santos, D one Tiago Santos. That's what they call him in the gym. I know, yep. um, a decorated wrestling history, but Glover Teixeira just. A lot better at that particular part of the mixed martial arts game, and you know, for as 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 effective as Tiago Santos was uh, at getting the takedowns, not great at holding position, not great at advancing. Let me tell you, Glover Teixeira 
very, very strong in both of those categories. So uh, it just seems so basic to me. Like I know he's what, 43. I, I know he's old and Frank, I'll be honest for the last couple of years, I've been picking against him because that age is going to catch up to him, but he went to war with Yuri Prohashka and war and Yuri is Yuri's a hitter, baby. Like that dude is not, is not throwing pillows at your face and Glover fought, fought his way through it. I, I just, I, it's hard for me to imagine Jamal Hill can be defensively sound enough to uh, stay where he wants and to really, you know, hit the kill shot. If you're Prahashka, it takes him almost 25 minutes. I just don't think Jamal Hill's doing it. So almost 25 minutes just to get a submission. But I mean, I'm I'm pretty much in alignment with you. Uh, the Tiago Santos fight. He he struggles in the ground game. Obviously, you mentioned Tiago Santos struggled to keep him down. If that's a three round fight. Going into that fourth round, he was down 29-28 on, on two of the judges' scorecards. It's a loss. Like, I mean, that's a loss. I mean, obviously, I understand that it is not. It's a five-round fight. He used those five rounds to the best of his ability, and he gets the finish in the fourth round. But, I mean, Glover's tough. Like, I, I think he's going to be able to survive it. I, I think the two ways is the way that you have bet it, the way that you mentioned. I think either Glover is going to take him down, and Jamal Hill is just going to be way in over his head and end up getting submitted, or... Jamal Hill does find the button and is able to put him out. But for me, the step up in competition, like that, that's another thing. Like we're talking about Jamal Hill didn't really work his way into this slowly. Like he was supposed to be fighting Anthony Smith, but due to the circumstances around the light heavyweight championship with Magomed Ankalaev just a couple weeks ago, he's now been slated into this rather quickly. This is a big jump up in competition, in my opinion. This is a, would obviously, I mean, winning the title, it would be his biggest and best win. But like, even if it wasn't for the title, this would be his biggest and best win. I'm siding with you. I took Yuri, uh, I took Glover, I almost said Glover Prohashka, man. I'm getting mixed up. I'm trying to force Yuri back <laughs> in this title picture. I took Glover to share when it did open. I took him at plus 130. But the way the line's moving, though, it looks like money's coming in on Jamal Hill. You, It might go back up above that later in the week. Yeah, and I might take another shot at it, but I really probably won't just because I briefly considered just Glover inside the distance. I, uh, there is, it seems nearly impossible for me to believe that Glover Teixeira wins a decision here. It just because if, if he's a if if he is succeeding in any regard, uh, he's going to be finishing the fight. Right? He he's not going to outpoint Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill has not shown any amount of defense to to think he can survive on the ground. And if he's, purely, if he's not, if he's not having success, then that probably means Jamal Hill has knocked him out. Oh yeah, exactly. Then Jamal Hill's just knocking him out. And that's like, I won't be shocked again. It's a 43 year old dude and Jamal Hill hits hard. It won't shock me if Jamal Hill wins this. No shot. I just do think it's a huge style favor for Glover, especially in Brazil. And my only question is whether it's a submission or whether it is just ground and pound. So I considered inside the distance, but that number was, uh, you got a, a pretty solid amount of juice. I don't have it off the, I don't have the number in front of me, but when I was looking at it, I was getting, you know, an extra 75 points or something on it. And you look at the numbers, how many of Glover's finishes recently have been submission. It's all but one basically. Uh, and this is the fact that Jamal Hill been submitted before with the Paul Craig thing that hasn't shown a, a propensity there. Really this, the simplest answer is is usually the best uh, the best one or more, most correct one, and this feels like the simplest answer is Glover gets a takedown, advances, finishes him with you know some kind of a choke. Yeah, and for everything that we just said, I parlayed up the fight does not go to a decision. I'll probably end up parlaying it with 
with a couple other things and just have that across the board. Ooh, what's that number? I could use another another leg to this parlay. I'm in the process of cooking up. I snagged it minus 450. Uh, I've seen minus 500, minus 525 floating around. I could, it's somewhere. I'm going to put a in pin that in that one because that's a good piece. Like you said, I am. Uh, There's a lot of violence pieces that I. Uh, I'm keeping my eye on for this card. I'm, I'm waiting for these props to drop, man. It feels like they're taking a little bit longer than normal with uh, with the pay-per-view cards. What I'm not going to do, though, what I'm not going to do is bring my bad juju of of submission props onto your bet. I'm not going to take mm, the Glover by submission. I, I like that bet, but I'm going to stay away you so much for that. out of respect for you. I respect you so much for that. that that's what... It's teamwork. That's just what, what that is. Do, it's just, that's just helping a friend out. And uh, if there's ever some time that you need something similar, you just let me know, buddy. Because taking one for the team right there—that is, that's a minch move in the words of Ariel Helwani. In the words of Ariel Helwani, minch move. Yes, uh, I'm. I'm more than happy to do it. So what I'm rocking with Glover to share a money line fight does not go to a decision in one parlay right now. It will likely get added to more as the week goes on and as props become more available. Yeah, that's uh, that's my big issue with this card is I am already filled with with bets, and as more lines keep dropping, <laughs> I I might end up having like half the bankroll just spread out. I was going to say this man, card, the, bank, the bankroll is starting to get a little thin here. It is, and usually if I've got that much invested, it's just because I've gone all in on one fight as opposed to I just have thirty bets down and. And at that point, that's so much action. There's no way to have a winning week. At yes, that point, exactly. you're just hoping to have a break-even week because you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. 100%. It's going to be all over the place. And, and I, I am absolutely trending towards that right now. 100%. I think I have 12 singles and three parlays currently, and I will absolutely be adding a couple violence parlays as soon as everything's available. Uh I like the spots. I like the spots that I got here. Let's keep it rolling, man. Let's let's head to the co-main event. You say tetralogy, I say quadrilogy, you know, bingo, bongo, tomato, tomato. It is what it is. It's Davison Figueredo taking on Brandon Moreno. The odds, wherever you find them, it's going to be right around that minus 110, minus 110 range. I mean, this is just as close as a fight can get. It's looking like you're getting some uh, some plus money right now in DraftKings on Davison Figueredo at even money. Some money probably coming in on Brandon Moreno. Over under is set at four and a half. We don't care about the over. We care about the under. Because it is. It must be said. It is the flyweight championship of the world. Oh, flyweight. I feel like... Connor, I feel like last week we said something about flyweights in the year of 2023 and... Remind, we were talking about them and whether flyweight unders were still a thing and there were two flyweight fights. How did uh, those flyweight fights go last week? Yeah, they both ended in the first round. Oh, okay. They okay. both ended in the first round. I think we all had a little bit of doubt. You know, it was kind of like a Y2K situation as we entered into 2023. It felt like maybe these, maybe these might not have the magic that they had in 22. Guess what? Oh, they do. They do in a big way. And maybe I don't feel that great knowing that two of these three previous fights have gone to a decision. But it's just the magic of the flyweight unders, man. And uh, last time I checked, flyweight unders weren't a thing last time these two duked it out a year ago. So you say two of these three fights have gone to a decision. I say 
They went decision, mm-hmm. finish, decision. I love where you had due, that. I absolutely love where you had like that. It seems like a finish is due. So second you said that, it clicked with me. We're on the same wavelength. We're due. We are due for a finish at this point. We're in the we're in the Sahara Desert, and all we need is a finish, and it's coming. Let me also build on this because I'm just going to build on this by getting right into Continue. my bets. Continue. I got a lot of bets on this fight. Wow. I got a lot of action. Got three bets down here. One, obviously the under. You got to take it. Plus 120. They're just giving away money if plus numbers. Five round it ties five in with it tie exactly. It ties in with what I actually think about this fight. I've been saying this since the Kai Care uh win for Brandon Moreno. I think he's the best flyweight in the world, dude. I thought he should have won the third fight. Very close fight. I don't have an issue with you. I don't think that was a robbery. It's a very close fight, but I I thought Moreno did enough to to get his hand raised there. But more importantly, I I have just felt this whole time that this is he's going to come out here and he's going to make the statement and this rivalry is going to be done because sure if you know you could say they do a fifth fifth fight because they're kind of two and two should Moreno come out here. But Moreno would have two finishes and at this point we can just move past it. He he goes into the backyard because that's what I think is going to happen. I think Figueredo, Figueredo in the third fight had to bring something entirely new. He couldn't come back with the same stuff he had before. He had started working with Cejudo, brought a new wrinkle, much more reliant on the wrestling, etc. You can't do that again. He doesn't have, there are only so many tools in the bag for this man. And, you know, I, I feel like I say this a lot, so I'm sorry if I'm wrong this time because I've been wrong before. The man is old. 35 at flyweight is like 57 say, in any other weight class. He is he's a great athlete, but he he's not getting better. He even if his athleticism hasn't let him down, he's not getting better. He is what he is, and he can't add much more. Brandon Moreno is still in his prime, still adding tools. And I think this is I think this is it. I think this is the the turning the corner moment for Brandon Moreno. Gonna win this one, gonna get the finish, and he's gonna start a reign in this weight class. And so I've taken Brandon Moreno, but I didn't take him straight because I think he's gonna get the finish. And because the odds have now swung, as you mentioned, back to Figueredo. I thought I would get Moreno at plus money, couldn't get him. So I took him inside the distance at plus three hundred because again, I do think this is gonna be a finish. And so I also I added one other bet. This one I just threw just a little quarter little quarter shot on, not a full unit, and you'll know why. He says, Brandon Moreno, in an interview with Errol Hawani on the MMA Hour, great program, tune in. Oh, yeah, I think I saw this. Said, yeah, he said, I think I'm going to finish him in the fourth round. So he's like, yeah, I th- this is how I think <sighs> it's going to happen. And who am I? Am, um, what, am I going to call Brandon Moreno a liar? That's a great point. No, no fucking way I'm not calling point. that man a liar. So I took Brandon Moreno in round four at plus 20. He didn't say whether he was going to knock him out or submit him or I'd get that little extra. I just took him in round four at plus 2,200 because I'm not going to be the man to, to question Brandon Moreno's integrity. Not going to be me. So that's where I'm at, buddy. I love that. I, I, I love everything you just said. I can't, I can't go against any of it, especially I like Brandon Moreno. I mean, he's just a very likable fighter. He's got great personality. He's also a tremendous fighter, and he fights in exciting fights. Uh, I also love the point about he's going to finish him in the fourth round because that aligns with the under four and a half 
Brandon Moreno, big supporter of the Flyweight Unders. And offline, when we were testing him in the Zoom before the interview, he was like, yeah, uh, by the way, I love Flyweight Unders. I'm definitely going to try and cash one of those. I helped you all out back at uh, you know 277 against Kai Kara France. Sure did. So, uh, so you're welcome for that. Uh, I also, in classic Connor fashion, I parlayed up the over one and a half with the... Uh, oh, I knew that was coming. I mean, that was like, that was, I was waiting. I was salivating over the over one and a half in this one dropping. At this point, I don't understand why DraftKings doesn't just have that as its own special Connor Burks bet right there on the front page of popular bets, just over one and a half in any five round fight uh, at under, under, under 185 pounds. I'll just, say it. Just like, give I me just, that as a parlay piece. <laughs> I just live for him. It's just something that just gets me going. Like, I absolutely love it. Uh, I didn't do it on the main event last week, and I regretted it okay. as I watched I it just steamroll over the one and a half. I love that play. Here's the thing, though. Here's the unfortunate thing on the flip side of it. Everything you said about Brandon Moreno is great. Everything you said about Brandon Moreno is true. But they are fighting in Brazil. And who am I? To not get behind a gimmick. I am I am the last man that's not going to get behind a gimmick. And exactly what I'm going to do, I'll spoil it for the next three fights as well. I'm backing every Brazilian on the main card. In some sort of fashion, I have found a way to okay. get a wager down on the green, yellow, and blue on the main card. Uh, for me, this is a coin flip fight. Everything you said about Brandon Moreno, we could play this tape back next week and you could be looking like a genius. But also, they have fought three times. Draw, finish, very, very close contested third fight. To me, the odds reflect what this is. I think it's a coin flip. I think it's going to be a great fight. I think both fighters are going to have moments throughout it. If Brandon Moreno wins by finish, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. But I am riding with Davis and Figueredo. I took him at minus 105. You can get him for plus 100 now, but uh, that is where I'm at. I'm riding with Brazil for UFC 283. So... I kind of thought this might be where you were at, but I just have, I have one really important question for you here and it's I'm ready. How does this happen? Because Brandon Moreno has only been finished the once that was on tough professionally. He has never been finished. And so if the flyweight unders are to go and Davidson yeah. is, is to be the man who does it, how does it happen? This is the coronation. This is the end for Davison Figueredo in the flyweight division. He does it in front of his home country. He blasts Brandon Moreno, knocks his block off, gets him. You know, I mean, he carries power for a flyweight. And just because you don't get finished often doesn't mean you can't be finished. Knocks his block off in the third round, cashes the over one and a half parlay piece, cashes the under four and a half, gets on the mic, rips the best flyweight under promo we have ever heard in Brazil in front of the home crowd. Home crowd's going crazy. Flyweight Hunters. Flyweight. It's it's a whole scene, and then he I takes the gloves off. Portuguese. That would actually be a really good question. I have the uh, I have the translator up. This would have been great if we had Guillermo Cruz on the program. Unfortunately, not able to join us last minute. Uh, this would have been fantastic. Flyweight Hunter. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna struggle. Peso uh, yeah. Mosco Bajo. I think that's something like that. Okay. Peso Mosca Bajo, something. Peso Mosca Bajo. But then I put a space between flyweight and under, and it became Vorar Peso Sab. I do know Peso is weight. I learned that from Davison Figueredo. Okay. Uh, Peso Mosco Bajo, something like that. Whole crowd's chanting it. He takes off the gloves, lays them down, and they're like, you're retiring? 
And he's like, nah, 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 I'm just moving up the bantam weight. I should have just put the belt down, like something like that. And it's like kind of an awkward scene. They leave. Davis and Figueredo is done at 125. Well, you, you painted quite a word picture. Uh, we'll see. I am probably... I'm going to take that fight doesn't go the distance that you gave me in the, in the main event. And I'm, I'm going to take the, the, the CB special, the over one and a half in the co-main. And I was, I, I was brewing up my own uh, parlay, but we might just, I might just leave the parlay pieces I had already. I might just make a whole new one because why not? Why have 14 bets on a card when you can have 15, you know, if you can, if you can give me a good answer to that question, I, I'll quit betting entirely. That's right. It's the first, First part, first pay per view of the year. We're, We're in Brazil. Brazil. I mean, come on. What would I will say? To have- I will say you make a great point as we move into our next one uh, and the rest of these. Because I'll be honest, there are a couple of times here. I'm I'm going against the home, and mm-hmm. it gives me pause. Some of these fights really and. And I'm I'm very hypocritical. I'm inconsistent because you're gonna hear my explanation for a couple of these. Just yeah, this is in Brazil. This is how this fight is gonna go down. So uh, I, I, I realize I, I don't think I bet against the single Brazilian. I think I'm really oh, like I, Brazil, true and true. I'm mostly on Brazilians, but I've got a few notable ones. Speaking of notable bets against Brazilians, oh my gosh, can we go to a welterweight bout? Gilbert Burns. We can go to a welterweight belt. (laughs) I mean, let me just give the odds for the people. Right now, Gilbert Burns, a large favorite. Minus 435. Neil Magny coming back, plus 350. What do we got, Jed? So, look, I want to preface this by saying I don't think this is the best bet I've ever made. But I couldn't help it. I see the value. I'm going to go for the value. I think there is value in Neil Magny here. I believe if I'm just picking straight up even odds, give me Gilbert Burns all day. Been on a hell of a run. Looked unbelievable since coming up to welterweight. And Magny is, has certainly never hit the highs that Gilbert Burns has. Uh, and is, you know, the the way Shavkat Rachmanov just demolished him. Uh, you know. You can't ever feel that good, even though Magny does have the win over uh, over Rodriguez that followed that. But here's the deal, man. Gilbert Burns is a is a good fighter. The physical disparity here is enormous, and I I believe that Gilbert, Gilbert Burns is the better grappler, and Gilbert Burns has proven to be a good offensive wrestler. I I think some of that is a little bit of smoke and mirrors. I think the Stephen Thompson clinic is more uh, more a testament to thompson getting a little bit older not ever being a great defensive yeah, in the he, first place and so you kind of look at that to me a gilbert burns can succeed in the grappling he can win with the with the hands i think he's got a clear speed advantage on the feet but magni magni's just always there he is he just never goes away very defensively responsible he's Tough. got a huge Super tough, got a huge reach advantage. We haven't seen Burns work around something that bad that often. It's going to look pretty crazy in there because he is five inches taller and has a nine-inch reach advantage. Like He is going to be way bigger than Gilbert Burns. Exactly. Normally, I'd be like, well, that just means Gilbert needs to get inside and kind of go for the grappling thing. 
Neil Magny, sneaky good in the clinch, man. I know Shavkat ran him over, but Shavkat, Shavkat, we can't. If we're on, judging Shavkat people by Shavkat. their fights against Shavkat, like everybody's going to suck at this sport then, basically. I, this just, I think Magny can win this outright. And at the odds were so long given this. I won't be at all surprised if I'm wrong here, but very important key here. You're looking at Neil Magny right now, he's plus 370. Look, there are some simple truths in the world of mixed martial arts. You do not, and one of those is that you don't bet Neil Magny. You bet Neil Magny by decision because this 16 yes. of his 27 career wins have been by decision. I know he just had a finish. Okay, that's the one. He's got one now for the next five years. Yeah. Yeah, He's going to the car. Gilbert Burns is tough, too. Gilbert Burns is Gilbert, tough as hell. And Gilbert Burns, look. Freaking Hamza couldn't put Burns out. It seems very tough for me to imagine that Neil is. And the difference in price is astonishing to me, given Magny's history. Magny plus 370. Hit me with it. I didn't even see it. By decision is plus 550. Wow. Yeah. 550. That is such a big number, especially the straight odds. And it is not like Magny's going to come out here and knee him in the face and be done with it. So... Again, I'm picking Burns straight up to win this fight just by being a better athlete, but I, I think it's going to the cards, and at plus 550, it feels like value, so I fired I mean, on, on Magni by decision. I like the by decision play. I mean, I, I feel like that's what it is, and with, with the size disparity that he's going to have over Gilbert Burns, like that is the one thing that worries me about this fight, and the way that Magni wins... Like you just said, I mean, he just puts him in the clinch. He just outvolumes him, stays at range the entire time, just like uses that size to his advantage and just works his way to a decision win. Uh, for me, I mean, Gilbert Burns, like, let's let's do a phenom math. How did Gilbert Burns do versus Hamzat compared to how Neil Magny did to Shavkat? Like, the two eventual champs. Uh, maybe maybe Shavkat's just that much better than yeah, Hamzat, though. I know, I know. Maybe maybe he is. Uh, I mean, Gilbert Burns is well rounded. Like he has got big, big power in his hands. Like maybe he doesn't have to catch Neil Magny that much. And if he can hurt him and get him to the ground, I feel like he's going to be able to find success uh, on the ground. I think he's just the better overall fighter. Really, the only thing that that gives me cause for concern is that size disparity. Uh, at the number, I don't blame you for playing. Uh, Magnet plus 550. But as I mentioned earlier, I'm riding with the Brazilians. Gilbert Burns, leg one. Actually, he's technically leg four of the BBFP, the big Brazilian favorite parlay. <laughs> love, love the name. I have, I did not name it that. I just have a Brazilian parlay, uh, which we love haven't it. hit any of my legs for. I will also, just as a disclaimer for the listeners who, you know, were swayed by my argument. Uh, last five fights of Gilbert Burns, I have picked him to win one of them. So I am apparently historically <laughs> anti Gilbert Burns. I frankly wouldn't have thought that that was me until I come back to this. I, I, I did pick him to, uh, who was it? Was it, I guess it was Maya. No, it was either Maya or Nelson, wh whichever one of those is more recent. Um, yeah, just, other than that, I've been picking against the man forever. So, well, let's add one seat. more, and maybe you can make a little money off of it if Neil Magny wins by decision. 
I would make a lot of money if Neil Magny was my decision because I went a full unit on it. So, uh, frankly, wow, I have so many bets. If I hit a couple of these big ones, you know, I threw a quarter down on the exact on the fourth round for I hit. I can lose all of them if I hit like the right two. Still have a profitable week, so that's the hope. That's all Let's we need. Gamble. That's all we need. I mean, that's what they call it. They call it gambling for a reason. Let's keep rolling. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Maybe we'll get the first leg of your Brazilian parlay right here. It is a women's flyweight bout. Jessica Andrade taking on Lauren Murphy. Right now, you can get Andrade for minus 475. Lauren Murphy coming back at plus 380. The over-under set at 2.5. Under minus 105. Over minus 125. Got a couple bets down here. Um, First and foremost... Uh, you know, just in in big pay per view party fashion, it's a flyweight fight. I know it's a women's fight, but uh, yeah, I'm taking the under here. I mean, Jessica Andrade is just a vicious fighter. Like that's that's the one word I think of when I think of her. Like she might be the most vicious female fighter on on the roster. She just creates chaos in her fights. Seven of her last eight have not gone to the third round. Five ended in the first round. I understand Lauren Murphy. She is tough, but she's turning forty this year. Uh, speed disadvantage, athleticism disadvantage. I mean, you talk about being an athlete. Jessica Andrade is a much better athlete than Lauren Murphy. Just go back and watch some tapes on it. Uh, she also poses almost like no real dangerous threat to Jessica Andrade. She has, I think, two finishes in her entire UFC career. I just think it's a matter of time before Andrade just blasts her, take her to the ground, does whatever she wants with her. And I, I think she she finds a finish here in this fight. Uh, see, I, this is where we're going to be at odds again. Oh my God. You're taking Lauren Murphy. I am not taking Lauren Murphy. Um, but I, I am, I am terrified of, of this fight. I'm terrified of, of Lauren Murphy in this fight because I'm not here to argue most of what you said, but you know, speed advantage, absolutely on Josh, uh, athleticism advantage, absolutely on Josh, but you're just talking about just unit advantage, just being strictly a unit Lauren Murphy is just just a physical force. She is not fast. I'm not here Let's to go. tell you that <laughs> no. this bricked up woman is no. speedy because she ain't. No. But but she is 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 thick like 
like a brick shit house. She is sturdy. And I like I kind of knew it, but it didn't really strike home until the Misha Tate fight where it's just like, oh, Misha Tate. Look, Misha Tate is not the athlete that Andrade is by any regard. I'm not here to say that, but Misha Tate has has not really been like physically overpowered that often, and she just had nothing against the wall that was Murphy. Yeah, I was there, in and, person, and I had a bet on Tate. It was terrible. I also bet on Tate, and that was a tough fight for me. Uh, and the thing with Andrade is, I think she probably wins this fight. I'm still, I would still pick her too, but she has had a bit of a history of struggling with people who could just stand up to her pure physicality. Wiley Zhang famously ran her over by just, just out, out manning her. Just being like, nice. nah, you, you want to put him here? Good. Valentina Shevchenko. I mean, sure. There's a whole skill discrepancy as well, but that fight wasn't really like technical. It was like Valentina, just big sister. It was like here. Oh, you, you think that you can physical me? No, you cannot. Uh, but even going back to when she was fighting at Bantamweight, her struggles at Bantamweight were not that she wasn't as talented as people like Raquel Pennington and, and Liz Carmouche and Jennifer Maya. It was just that they she was not big enough to compete with them. And I, I had the fear. Carmouche, ha, uh, that, like, that Carmouche fight that has given me the fear about Murphy here. Again, I, I think the speed is huge, and I think Adraj is going to win, but... Laura Murphy has been finished once in her career. That was Valentina Shevchenko, and it was in the fourth round. And Andrade is definitely a more violent fighter, as you pointed out, than, than Shevchenko. But I think this one is, is going to be a bit more of a grind. It's going to be a harder effort for Andrade to get the W here. And so I'm on the over two and a half because that price is only minus 130. Uh, again, getting that price with someone who's been never, never not hit the over, never been finished. And even with Andrade on the other side, I, I, I really thought about playing Murphy, just taking a shot on her by decision, uh, and then I was like, I'm already playing Neil Magny. Do I want to do the same bet gonna, with Murphy? Bet all the bigger fighters uh, at underdog odds because we could get into uh, look Murphy by phone. decision is plus seven hundred, which. <laughs> I may still shoot on, and I don't like. I didn't because the the true reason I uh, the difference between these is I have for whatever reason always been a Gilbert Burns doubt, doubter at, at welterweight. Despite his great run, it's just it's hard for me to see him being good because he was like a middling lightweight, <laughs> like he was like a good but not elite lightweight, and he comes up to welterweight and now he runs his shit. That seems weird to me. Jessica Andrade, I have been a huge supporter of forever, so I, it is purely a. I love her. I'm not going to bet against her. Certainly not in Brazil. But if you had come on here and told me I'm taking Murphy by decision at plus 700, I'd be like, that's a good bet. Because I think that's a good bet. So I'm just on the over. I'm taking it. That's that's where I'm at. Yeah, we are at odds here. I, I really do think Jessica Andrade is about to run through her and, uh, and get I, it done. I hope you're right and I'm wrong in this one. It would make me much happier if Jessica Andrade ran through her. It's better for the sport. It's way more fun, for sure. Especially in front of the Brazilian crowd. Get them going crazy. It's true. In front of... Uh, I'm probably going to bet on Murphy by decision at plus 700. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Wow. I'm locking gonna, it I'll in. I'll punch it in. Plus 700 is such a big number. You might as well it's drop such a, a, big uh, number. a Murphy by decision, Neil Magny by decision parlay. That's got to go for insane okay. odds. I'm... I'm going to figure that out, and uh, I'm act I'm going to throw .01. Of I'm just going to throw a couple of bucks on that just for fun, 
have no expectation it hits, mind you, but I'm I'm going to because you put it into my head, and now I can't not throw like one or two dollars on it and see what happens. Uh, Jessica Andrade, leg two of the BBFP. Uh, let's keep it rolling. Let's finish off the main card. It's a light heavyweight bout. You got Paul Craig taking on Johnny Walker right now. You can have Johnny Walker for minus one ninety. Paul Craig coming back at plus one sixty over under set at one and a half under minus one seventy over plus one forty. I mean, I already played spoiler. I'm riding with Johnny Walker here. I don't feel the utmost confidence in him. Like I'm not like overly confident. Uh, like, are we going to see Paul Craig just like hop on the floor and scoot around like we did last time? Or are we going to like really see a fight? Because if we see a fight and it stays standing, I mean, Johnny Walker's he's, he's the, he's the bigger fighter. I think he has a wild striking advantage. I think he, he's more versatile on the feet. Like I think he will be able to find the finish. Now, Johnny Walker's fight IQ is not something that I am uh, keen on placing my money on. Sometimes it does worry me. And there is a world where it ends up on the mat and Johnny Walker is getting his arm snapped like a twig. I hope that's not the case. I'm going to lean that we saw him use his ground game a little bit against Ion Kutalaba. Looked great. Kutalaba is not Paul Craig. Uh, but I'm going to hope that he can keep this off the mat. I mean, Paul Craig's takedown accuracy is like 20%. Keep it off the mat, find the mark, get the finish. I think this. I think this fight is either going to be like a barn burner and it ends in round one, or it's like a fifteen minute staring contest where Paul Craig is dragging his ass on the mat and Johnny Walker's like, "Get up, get up!" And then when they get up, they just stare at each other and like the and like the crowd boos a little bit and the refs like, "Come on, guys, fight! Like, come on, guys, let's fight!" Uh, but I'm going to lean that it's going to be fireworks because I took Johnny Walker and I took the under one and a half. I love, I love how much we're against each other. And I love your breakdown <laughs> because your breakdown said all the parts that I, I'm, I feel the exact same way I came. We did the problem the exact same way we came to the different <laughs> result because this fight can go like this. Literally in my notes here, I'm like, this is going, it's going to be the stupidest fight of all time. Yes. Will Johnny Walker just fall over into a triangle choke. Will Craig butt scoot for four minutes after getting dropped? I mean, like literally, these are, play. these are two like very high level finishers at a light heavyweight division that like get a ton of first round finishes. Uh, half of Paul Craig's UFC fights ended in the first round. Johnny Walker, seven of his 10 UFC fights ended in the first round. But they are also, they have such a liability to fight in their own distinct ways where it is like the dumbest 15 minute fight of all time. A thousand percent. And so I I thought about playing Walker. The number was just bigger than I frankly feel confident. I don't want to lay minus whatever on Johnny Walker because Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't love doing it. I didn't love doing it, but <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm sticking to this bit. He's a Brazilian and he's fighting on the main card. Look, everybody's gotta have a gimmick. I'm gonna give you plenty of them before the show's over, but when I was about to punch the bed and I was like, I've watched Johnny Walker fight and I've never once been like I would love to have minus one ninety. Yeah, <laughs> betting yeah. on the All right. Well, I will say I got it a little bit earlier. I got it minus one seventy. <laughs> Felt a little bit better about trusting all Jay's <laughs> up with that. That's better. And still, I just I don't want that ticket in my hand, man. No, I'm not so, kidding, bro. When I saw when I saw these two were gonna fight, I thought it was gonna be like Johnny Walker, like minus one thirty five. This was definitely yeah. a minus EV bet, but oh yeah, uh, I'm sticking but, to the gimmick. I took the other side of it. We're gonna talk about heavyweight overs. You know my love for heavyweight overs. 
my heavyweight over bet is not a good bet this week, and you'll get to talk all about that coming oh, up. God. This feels oh, sir. I want to feel alive when I'm watching a fight card. And let me tell you, this this fight is gonna give me exactly what I'm what I am chasing. You're gonna get the opportunity over. to feel alive. There's no I, doubt. Like there is gonna be moments of this fight where it is sweaty, where something dumb is happening, and it's like, oh my god, am I gonna make it to that seven and a half minute mark? And I just took, I think this is going to be really dumb. I think that this fight is more likely just in my head. I envision it exactly like you laid it out. Walker will hit him and Paul Craig is just going to fall over and he is going to butt scoot. And Johnny Walker is just going to look at him and be like, get up. And they're going to do that forever because yes. Paul Craig will be terrified after he gets hit. If my bed hits, you'll just kind of be like, oh yeah, like that makes sense. Like they both have like a ton of first round finishes on the yeah. record. If your bed hits, it's going to be me yelling at the TV like, oh my God, like, what are you do doing? Something. Like do something. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. And I'm going to be like, don't do anything. Do nothing. Do everything. Yes, it's going to be, it's going to be, be hilarious for you. Like it's going to be hilarious for you if it gets to halfway through Absolutely. the second round. Dude, if I can just make it out of the first round, it will be the funniest fight of the evening. I'm not going to lie, dude. If you're going to take the over one and a half, you might as well just take the fight goes to a decision because I'm pretty sure it's like plus 400 something. I didn't even look at the number, um, but you might not be right. I just, I was like, ah, I couldn't bet on Walker. I was like, I want to have, spoiler alert, I wanted to have bets on every fight. First pay-per-view of the year. I just wanted to do it. I was like, I got something here. And then I was like, I don't, I couldn't bet the under because it was so clear how it would fail. It's like, I will be the maddest person alive if I bet the under and it doesn't hit. Whereas if I That's bet the be over me. and it doesn't hit, it'll be funny. Like it'll be okay, but if it hits, it will be the funniest thing. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing is it's actually going to work out because I'll be on the watch party watching this, uh, as they butt scoot and stare at each other to get over seven <laughs> and a half minutes. It's going to be great content, man. Uh, I mean, it's just going to be like, I'm going to like try to be like pressing, pressing down like the annoyance and anger, but it's, it's going to come out as we approach that, that two and a half minute mark in the second round. You know, but it's, it's going to be a really fun fight. I'm as bad and dumb as oh, this fight be might fun. be. All right. That is the main card. I, uh, I did my job and I found a way to get money down. On every single Brazilian on the main card. Let's move to the prelims. You're a man of principle, Connor. That's what they say about you. You're damn right. Wait till you see this fit I got ready for uh, for Saturday. I'm definitely oh, going to be rocking goodness. some uh, some Brazilian themed stuff. I'm uh, very excited about it. Love that. Uh, winning week, uh, Fogo de Chao. I'm I'm thinking that's what I'm th what I'm going to do. I mean, who doesn't love Fogo? Oh, that's I haven't what I'm been saying. to Fogo. I haven't been to Fogo in ages. I'm thinking old me and Mysterious Frank are going to make our way to Fogo de Chao in Manhattan if uh, if a winning week is in store. I think you have to. you got to celebrate the right way. You know? Close the door properly on uh, UFC 283, UFC Brazil. Uh, all right, let's get into the prelims. First up, the prelim headliner. It is a light heavyweight bout. Mauricio Shogun Hua taking on Ihor Pretoria. Right now, you're going to have Pretoria for minus... 205 Shogun Hua coming back at plus 175 over under set at two and a half under minus 210 over plus 170. So I currently have nothing on this. I don't think I'm going to take a side. Is Shogun washed? Is Ihor just a can crusher? I, I see you're making a face. 
Well, I only. Why was this on the tracker if you don't have any action down? Because I wanted to ask you. Okay. Should I take the under? Because I my main question, what I have written down, is Shogun completely washed. So uh, I'm just going to hop into my spiel, and you can make whatever determinations you want out of this. Because frankly, I don't have any level of confidence about anything, but. Uh, you mentioned the Brazilian beast, Guillermo Cruz, who unfortunately couldn't make it with us today. I already potted with him today. We spent two hours on my other Must podcast. Nice. Damn, they were good. Is a special episode this week about Mauricio Shogun Hua as we head into his retirement fight. And I spent the last several days rewatching the entire history of Shogun. Well, I've seen, I watched every fight of his career in preparation for that pod dove deep into a bunch of stuff. <laughs> and I'm not here to tell you that what I've done is smart because it probably isn't it's probably going to fail. And not only is it going to fail, it's probably going to break my heart, Connor. It's going to rip it into pieces, but I can't have put all that time and investment into Shogun. What he meant to me as a young, as a younger fan and, and not back him on this, his last ride, the final walkout in Brazil. It's not Curitiba, which would be better given, you know, that's where he's from, but Rio, the final walk for Shogun Hua, one of the all-time legends, one of the Brazilian legends of the sport. I'm taking him inside the distance. I'm taking him for almost explicitly the reason I the gods are bastards. The MMA gods are bastards. But every once in a while, they deliver, they deliver something good. They didn't with Frankie Edgar, and we knew they wouldn't. There was no question in my mind that Frankie would lose his farewell fight at MSG. Ivo Poitier is, is not good. He's not awful, but he's not a good fighter. This is winnable. It is winnable, and I am banking. I am praying and wishful thinking, I'm sure. But I'm putting, it, I'm putting that energy into the world, Connor, because you put out the good energy, and it makes it so. I am, I am visualizing this. I am going to make this happen. We are going to get prime Shogun. It doesn't prime. have to be for long. Not prime, because honestly, part of the career that's fun is it's really hard to figure out when Shogun's prime was. Uh, but we're going to get good Shogun. He is going to come out here, and he is going, for his final effort, put it all on the line. And his issue has largely not been that his chin is gone. He is washed. But it's not so much that he can't take shots at all. It's just that he is slower and not as good anymore. This is it. He's throwing the kitchen sink. He still hits like a truck, and I think he's going to get it done. I took Shogun inside the distance at plus 350. I don't know when it happens. I don't know how or why, but the gods are going to make it so because I I am pure of heart, and I am wishing for it. So are you talking me in to the under two and a half? I, I don't want to talk you into anything because again this is based entirely off my heart but my heart says that shogun knocks this this motherfucker out and uh, and if if my heart gets broken then it gets broken but i am i'm not riding with all the brazilians i will be riding with shogun for his final ride all right i'm not gonna lock it in right now but i think i think i'm going to play i think i'm going to get around to playing the under uh hey you know, do you, well, you don't me, have to make that choice. Think about it. Well, I did some research. I did some research. Uh, and 
31 of Shogun's 41 pro fights have not gone to a decision, and Ehor, 16 of his 21, have not gone to a decision. I mean, you're in front of the crowd, you're right. Like, it's the it's the last one of the year. I mean, it's the last one of his career. Are you have to make the choice it? right now. You you just keep on thinking about it as we talk through the rest of them. I just know where I want to. I want to be on the right side of history. And the right side of history, look, if, if you don't, uh, this is for every uh, every listener out there. If you don't want to ride with me on Shogun, that's totally fine. Understand. It's a risky bet. Uh, no man of good conscience should be betting on Eho Potiera. None of at, them. At, at minus 200 something? Just... Just no one should be betting against Shogun in his final fight. Unless you're Ukrainian, that's the only excuse. If you're just a dude out here who's trying to bet against old Shogun, get get out, get off of our podcast. Stop listening right now. We don't want we don't want that kind of energy here. Not in the world, <laughs> not for us. I think I'm gonna end up taking the under. It's it's juiced up, it. but I think I might I think I might end up doing it. All right, let's keep it rolling because we still I got I think that you could probably have a successful night by just betting the under on every single fight. I love to hear that because that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking a lot of violence goes there. I have a several overs. Obviously, we've already covered a couple of them, but I think this crowd is gonna be bananas. It's gonna be first outrageous. time in four years. The energy is just gonna be insane. So I think if you, you just got- blind bet every under, you probably come out ahead. I, I think so too. Uh, I will probably end up adding that. I, I think we're going to get a lot of violence on this card. I got I got high hopes for this card. I really think it's going to deliver. Let's keep it rolling. Speaking of violence, let's I'm, get. I'm excited because I don't have a bet on this fight. I saw you have it down. I need a bet on this fight. So this is where you sell me, buddy. Tell me what we're doing. Tell me why we're doing it, and I'm ready to ride. All right, man. It's a middleweight bout. It's Gregory Robocop Rodriguez going up. Against Bruno Ferreira. Right now, you can get Rodriguez for minus 315. Bruno Ferreira coming back at plus 260. The over under is set at one and a half, under minus 165, over plus 135. So I'm actually riding on the violence prop first and foremost. I'm riding on the under one and a half. I played it at minus 165, uh, as I just mentioned. I mean, if you just watch any of Ferreira fights, like he he thrives on violence. Seven of his nine fights have ended in the first round. The other two were also finishes as well. They ended in the first minute of the second round. Rodriguez, blockhead, yes, but he has been knocked out before. And if you're going back and looking at him, uh, seven of his last nine have not gone the distance. All but one of those ending under the one and a half. Like the statistics support it. I have a strong feeling these dudes are going to get in here and bang, and swang, and trade. Now, what I think when it comes to a winner, I think this is a lot to ask from Bruno Ferreira. I mean, he's coming in on very short notice. You're fighting a dude who's riding pretty high. Rodriguez is 4-1 and one in his Super last high. five. Like, I mean, he is he has been really... Arguably should have won that loss, too, splitty to Armin Petrosian. Could be 5-0. and bet on, but yeah, could easily Great be 5-0. and oh, Has been has been electric. One of the most exciting dudes in the sport since joined the UFC. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, he's coming in on short notice. He's fighting RoboCop, who, when your win condition is to knock someone out, that is pretty much the only way that he wins. And you're fighting Obama with the blockhead. Like, you're you're asking for a lot there. RoboCop, he's going to be bigger. He's going to be longer. He is much, much more experienced, despite these guys being the exact same age. 
I think this is RoboCop's to lose. I think he comes out here, impresses, and he gets the finish. So do you have a bet on, on RoboCop here? Yeah, so I parlayed RoboCop up. I parlayed up RoboCop with, uh, with our next fighter, Tiago Moises. Oh, it's my okay. it's my second Brazilian parlay, but it's not part of the BBFP. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I don't know. It is hard for me to back Rodriguez just because the way he fights is so dangerous. He I don't does get hit. Confidently. He, he gets he hit a lot. Get He's hit. obviously super tough, incredibly fun to watch, but it does feel like at some point that is... That is just asking for. Tr- I know that that would be a stressful bet. Yes, and I don't. I think I'm going to not do it. But I do. I I need to find a. Do we have a line on a fight does not go to decision? DraftKings. I don't have one available up. for me, but supposedly it's going to be like around minus four fifty, minus five hundred. I think I'm going to add. I'm going to as I'm making this stew. I think we're going to take fight does not go decision. Then at minus four fifty, whatever that is, add it to this other kind of dis fight prop parlay I got building and we'll we'll just continue to cook. Yeah. And then I've I mean, got I, action this down is, here. This is one of the fights that I very much favor violence. I expect someone to get finished here. I mean it just has all the makings of it. And that totally tracks based on any it, having watched even a cursory amount of either of these two dudes. That is absolutely yes. what what you're looking at. So okay. I found a bet on this fight. That's good. Now I have more action. Love action. All right. Needed more. I mean, fantastic. Let's roll to the next one and that I'm going to say a lot of the same sentiments that I just said about this one. It's Tiago Moises taking on Melquizial Costa. I know I just butchered that. I'm just going to call him Costa I'm, from I'm here on I'm with you on it, though. It's, it's I was, I was it's looking at this one. trying to figure out how to do that. I was like, I, I'm not going to get that one. <laughs> just give yeah, up. Yeah, you... Right now, you can get Moises for minus 360, Costa coming back at plus 295. I mean, you talk about levels, dude. Costa is coming from LFA on short notice. Moises been a part of the UFC for the last five years, and like he's been fighting top-level dudes. Like He made his UFC debut against Benil Dariush. Like, yes, he's 5-4 and four in the promotion, but the guys that he's losing to, just mentioned him, Benil Dariush, uh, Demir Magulov, Islam Makhachev, Giant Joel Alvarez, like he's he is losing to top tier guys. He's also got impressive wins. Bobby Green, Michael Johnson, Alexander Hernandez. Uh, eight months ago, Costa's losing to LFA fighters that are one and one in the promotion. He's coming in on five days notice, and like I talked about the experience with Gregory Rodriguez and and uh, Ferreira being close to the same age. Tiago Moises and Costa, these guys are one year apart. And Moises has just faced so much higher level of competition. He is just far more experienced against the top tier in the division. I just think this is too much to ask of Costa. I think Tiago Moises gets this done. I have almost nothing to add. You kind of hit all my talking points. I was surprised the line was this close. Um, I mean, Moises was preparing to fight Guram Kutaladz, who's what, one of the top 20 best lightweights in the world. Now he's fighting a dude who lost last year in LFA, like last year. Less yes. than a year eight ago. Months ago. Eight yeah. months ago, he lost to a guy that is now out of LFA after going one and one in the promotion. Yeah. And look, I've, I I went back and I watched Costa's not a terrible fighter, but Tiago Moises is it is it's not like he's old or or like he's he's just starting to find himself. His losses are unbelievable. Lost Makachev, Ismagulov, yes. Dariush. 
okay. The, right now, like I know ranking-wise it's not true. Right now, those three dudes are in the top, like, the top eight lightweights in the world. If those are your losses, like, dude, he's a hell of a fighter. I can't, I was pretty surprised at, at this number. Um, and so he is the first leg of my own Brazilian parlay. Yes. Uh, it's a three-legger. I have an opening to add a fourth. We'll see if if uh, if any of these other things you can sell me on. But three-leg Brazilian parlay, Tiago Moises is the first leg. Let's go. I love it. Uh, that's pretty much all I got to say on that one. Let's keep it right on rolling. It's a welterweight bat- bout. Gabriel Bonfim going up against Mornir Lazes. Right now, you can get Bonfim, part one of Bonfim, two on this card for minus 175. Lazes going back at plus 150. Uh, right now, the over-under is set at two and a half under minus 145 over plus 115. I have nothing on this one. I, 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 I think this one's a me ride. So, uh, look, we've, we've been talking about gimmicks and um, bits. You're going to give me two Bond themes on one card. I'm, I knew I'm this gonna, was coming. I I'm knew gonna was parlay, coming. <laughs> I'm going to parlay the two Bond themes on this one card. It just so happens, I actually like a bet on Bonfim here anyway. This Bonfim, the other one, it's a little touchier, but we'll get to that in a moment. You talk about sweaty but, bets. That that Whoever you have in that, in that McKinney Bonfim one, it's going to be sweaty. It was a sweaty. But uh, I really like Gabriel Bonfim. You watch him. Um, dude looks looks like a good prospect. Uh, big dude for the Division 25, so still a lot, a lot of room to grow. And you just look at who he's beaten. Uh, undefeated, always a great start. His resume is exactly what you want from a prospect. He's beaten some good fighters, some decent kind of regional names. Nobody like nobody that jumps off the page at you, but quality composition competition. He's he's fought some some cans, but he beat the shit out of the cans, and that's what you want. And you know what else he did? He beat the shit out of the good competition too. He's just beat the shit out of everybody he's fought. Big paws on a puppy. It's a great sign. I like Manila Lizaz. Not a bad fighter. Um, I mean, hell, he beat up Dual Razaka Hassan, who just picked up a big W. But uh, I, I just this seem this is this is set to this is is supposed to be a setup fight for Gabriel Bonfim. I really like his chances to make good on that. And again, you give me two Bonfims. There's no no ifs ands or buts about what I'm doing. I'm parlaying the Bonfim. So. First leg of the Bonfim parlay, Gabriel Bonfim taking him. Love it. I have nothing else to say. I don't disagree with you. When I was looking at the price, it was Bonfim like minus 190 that's come down a little bit, makes it a little bit more playable. Don't really have a ton of confidence in, in Lazes here. So I, I like you riding with Bonfim. Excited to hear your reasoning on, uh, you know, the second Bonfim other than uh, name parlay. But we've got something else. That's most too. of the reasoning, but I do have at least one more answer. But we've got fights before then. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.
Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Let's let's get to a heavyweight bout. We talk about sweaty oh, bouts. Oh, heavyweight. Sweaty, okay. sweaty bets. This is uh, certainly going to be one for you. Uh, Jelton <laughs> Almeida. I was so confused. I was like... Dude, I think this is the least sweaty. This is this is dry like the desert. This is a cool, refreshing bet. There's no sweat in this bet whatsoever. Jelton Almeida taking on Shamil Ab- Abdurakhimov. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I accidentally hit double click on my mouse and zoomed in and hit <laughs> name was in front of me. Shamil Abdurakhimov. Right now, right now Abdur- you can get... Maybe. I, either way, you are correct. Uh, Jelton Almeida, minus 900. Shamil, plus 625. Uh, over under is set at one and a half. Under, minus 350. Over, plus 275. You took the over here. I absolutely did. Um, look, I, I have in my notes, this is a failed bet, but I'm a man of principle. Um, I respect it. I respect the- it. The same, there's no way this hits. There's just no way. But the same way we we gave flyweight unders their day in court, you know, last week, and and the gods spoke to us. They definitively said, don't doubt us now. I don't think heavyweight overs is a great bet, like, monetarily, but it has has been the most electric bet in this sport for the back half of the year. Unfortunately, Jailton Almeida is maybe the biggest enemy of the state when it comes to heavyweight overs. It has to be. It has to he's, be. He, the only reason he might not be is because he's he's fought several of them at catchweights that have let me not be against him. But in this one, it's a full-blown heavy, and I don't feel good about it. But I want to see. I'm I'm out here. I'm ready to throw away my, my one unit on on an adventure, on a learning opportunity, a lesson. And so that's where I'm at. But I did also, I took uh, Jailton straight up uh, as part of my own Brazilian parlay as well. So Love that because he is like three of the BBFP, the big Brazilian favorite parlay, uh, without a doubt. I mean, one of... It's awesome. What a name. One of my favorite fighters. Uh, he has won me a plethora of money. Not because I got him at great lines. You're going to be like, oh, he's always blown out. Just because I get so much exposure on him on every card and he just finds a way to deliver. I will end up with that because right now I just have that. I also played, and I can't believe I played it at this line, Jailton Almeida to win in the first round 
minus 150, playing a minus I, on winning in the first round. If I wasn't on the over one and a half, uh, that's actually the bet that I think makes the most sense if you're just betting one unit and not like parlaying anything up. I actually 17, do think that's a very good 17 wins in his career. Bet. 14 have come in the first round. Yeah. Shamil, if you look at his last five losses, they're all by knockout. Last one, obviously, coming in the first round against Sergei Pavlovich. He right. survived to the second round against against Chris Dawkins and Curtis Blades, but like he's not he's not a, a stranger to getting finished. And against a guy like Jelton Almeida, Shamil is only getting older. This guy is this guy's off it. Like, I mean, Jelton is like he was built in a lab. Like, I I don't know where this man came from, but he is sculpted like an Adonis and he fights like one too. Uh, yeah, I mean, tough to come around. If anyone out there is betting on Shamil this week, uh, let me know. I can't, yeah, I just want to respect you betting on. Shamil. I just, just like want to pick choice. your brain. I just want to pick your I brain because I just want to know why. Only one submission loss on Shamil's record. I just want to throw it out there. Jailton, that is actually something I considered. Jailton and it by hasn't KO. Been, it was. It was a decade ago. It was over Jailton a decade by, ago. Jailton by KO is plus three hundred. Dump them down and pound them out. I actually don't hate that as a bet because I, I, it still feels like Jailton probably gets the, like the submission, but the by submission prop was like minus two hundred. I was like, there's no yeah, way in the that. world I can do that. That seems couldn't terrible. That. So, yeah, um, can't wait look, to watch him fight. I, you're gonna win, but I, I just hope that I get my money's worth out of my bet. I hope that looks the moment. Like, uh, you never like maybe know. he'll survive. You never know. Yeah. I don't you need never him know. to survive the whole time, but if he can survive one and get back to his feet and he'll be like, Oh my God, he's done it. <laughs> and then he gets tackled and submitted. That'll be okay. As long as I have the hope. <laughs> it's, it's a tough sell, man, because <laughs> it's uh, a very tough sell. Shamil has a 47% takedown. Not very good at defending takedowns. He's against not. Like maybe Jelton wants to work the hands. Maybe he's so inspired maybe, by the crowd. He's maybe. like, Let's not go to my bread and butter. Let's show the diversity in my game, and we get a cardio kickboxing sesh. I will say, in a, in a combined four fights between the UFC and the and the Dana White Contender Series, he has completed a takedown in every single fight. I, that's kind of what he does. Uh, nine takedowns across those four fights. He, more tools, Jail. If you're listening, as I know you are, Jailton. We need more tools out of you. You're, you don't want to be a one-trick pony in this game. You got to work on other aspects of the sport. His stats are absolutely absurd. 3.56 strikes landed per minute, 0.43 absorbed per minute. Averages 7.1 takedowns per 15 minutes, 75% takedown accuracy. Averages 3.2 sub-attempts every 15 minutes. I mean... The dude is an absolute animal. That's a lot. Uh, yeah, Shamil's in trouble. Shamil's in trouble in front of the <laughs> in front of the Brazilian crowd. Shamil is in trouble. If you follow Jelton on Twitter too, yesterday he went on some long rant about how grateful he is to be fighting on this card. Grateful he is for life. Feels like he's just coming in to to do work. Like we need to get this guy a top fifteen matchup. Mm, well, we'll see. He's got to get past Shamil, you know, Abdur Akamov. It's tough out for, for any number of guys. We'll see. He's going to surprise some people out there with the squirreliness. Let's go Shamil. All right, let's Just keep it going it into the second round, baby. Let's keep it going. Another, another banger. Actually. I mean, 
Oh wait, no, am I getting it mixed up? Is is Terrence or is Stamen? Terrence, no. Terrence is next. Terrence is St- next. Stamen is the second from second opener. Sorry, the UFC stats website page was confusing me there. It mm-hmm. is a lightweight bout. It is Terrence McKinney taking on Ishmael Bonfim right now. I was you about to say have... it's not Terrence McKinney. This is the Bonfim fight because that's what we're on here. Get Terrence right, McKinney Connor. minus one twenty five. Bonfim plus. 105 over under set at one and a half under minus 225 over plus 185 uh don't have a side so i'll i'll that's I'm, smart i'm cool with you riding bonfim this fight it's just gonna be chaos i have the under one and a half don't care don't care do not care if you're gonna come here and talk to me about bonfim going to decisions yada 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 it does not matter he is fighting the agent, the CEO of chaos in Terrence McKinney, 17 professional fights, 15 ended in the first round, win or lose percentage, seven of those ended in the first 60 seconds. Seven of his 17 fights have ended in the first 60 seconds. His last eight fights, his last eight professional fights, have lasted a whopping 10 minutes and 34 seconds. That is an average fight time of one minute and 19 seconds. Yeah. Agent of chaos. Insanity. The definition of get or get got. Just the absolute definition. Love watching him fight. Love him on Twitter. Under one and a half. I have no issues with your under bet. Honestly, when we get some more lines out, I might look to take a bet. DraftKings usually offers a fight the like a minute options for fight all in the first minute, bet. second minute, third. Not might, a terrible bet. Might take a might take a deep shot on it given given some of those numbers, which I didn't even realize. But you could, yeah. do, you could do an under half. Uh I'm pretty sure eleven of his seventeen professional oh, fights I'm have sure ended in the first two and a half minutes. Yeah, there's some I might I might have a little fun with some of those bets for for the hell of it, but I'm already on some action and it's Bonfim because I have the Bonfim parlay. Uh he's plus one oh five, never parlay underdogs. It's an idiot maneuver unless there's a gimmick involved. So that's where we're at. Overall the parlay gets me plus two twenty two, but look nice. This feels this feels much sweatier, much riskier than the other leg of the parlay. Here's what I will say. Like his, I'm assuming brother, though I actually don't know for a fact if they're brothers. I am assuming they are. Uh, being being solid opposition, not has not been as dominant, but has been solid opposition on the way up. Uh, proven really durable. You watch him fight. His only recent loss is Hanato and Morcano. It's 2014. It's almost 10 years ago. He's losing to one of the top 15 lightweights in the world. Not nothing wrong with that loss. Just want to confirm quickly. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, brothers, I, I assumed, but I wasn't a thousand percent. So thank you for that clarification. Of course. Uh, and you said everything about McKinney. He is a get or get got guy. We saw he gave Drew Dober hell for two minutes, and then then he was just done. And Drew Dober is one tough sob. So there's no shame in not getting Drew Dober out of there. And it is entirely possible that he just brings more than Bonfim can handle. But if he doesn't, if Bonfim 
the book ha- is out on McKinney. You know what's coming with him. You got to survive that early storm, and then you can go to work. And I think we're going to see that. I think the Brazilian crowd will not allow him to get knocked out in the first minute and a half, which means Terrence McKinney is then going to get knocked out the next minute after that because that's just how the man yeah. works. <laughs> so the yeah. bomb fiend parlay plus 222. Also, I don't think I mentioned this, but I did go back and look at it. When I parlayed up, Laura Murphy by decision, Neil Magny by decision, plus 5,100 is that that little one wow, shot. So wow, that's a big All number. of these parlays are very dumb, and yet here I am with them. Let's go. That's a big number. I, I like that. I like that. Uh, yeah, can't wait number. for that fight. The fact that McKinney and Jailton are fighting back-to-back, I mean, that's, that's going to be fun, man. I'm, I'm telling you, man. The more We're going to have a lot of commercial breaks. Is yes. right around that section of the card. You, oh you, yeah! Look, if you're trying to figure out when when's the appropriate time to cook dinner, that section right there, because you you can just you know let the put put the stuff on the on the stove, let it let the pan get warm, turn around. McKinney fight will be over by the time it's over. Pan's hot. You can cook. It'll take them 15, 20 minutes to get Jelton out there. You then just let it let it stew for a second. Turn around, watch Jelton go to work. Then you're back at it. That's your there cook break right there. I mean, honestly, you you cook during it, then you eat, then you have your bathroom break. I mean, it's just going to work out perfectly. Like so these, much time. Win, lose, draw, don't care who it happens to. Those fights will not last. I love the unders in both of those. I will be parring, parlaying them up in some way, shape, or form. I, I think the three that I like the best on the card is is probably going to be the RoboCop, Ferreira, the McKinney, Bonfim, and the Almeida Shamil. I'll find a way to parlay those three up, and then I'll probably end up adding adding the main event in some sort of fashion. But alas, we still got a few more fights to get into. Next up, it is a welterweight bout. Warley Alves going up against Nicholas Dalby right now. You can have Alves for the price of minus one twenty. Nicholas Dalby coming back at even money. The over-under is set at two and a half, under minus 120, over minus 110. I'm so glad you had this down because I I have a bet and I have very conflicting feelings. So I, I want to hear, I want you to either bet, make me a feel money like line bet. My bet is a money line play. Mine is two. Okay. Uh, mine continues my trend, though, and I am backing Brazil. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I have, some tre- I have some trepidation, though. Uh, of course, I have trepidation. I'm putting money on Warley Alves. Are you kidding me? But <laughs> here's the thing. I hope, you're about to, I hope you're about to say exactly what I was about to say. Uh, I mean, Nicholas Dalby is 38 somehow. Doesn't really look it, but I but mean, he, looks great. Looks Just great for a 38 year old. Give me the skincare routine, bud. Yes, please share that. Share Nicholas Dalby. I know you're listening. Uh, sorry that we're betting against you. A, B, drop the skincare routine on the IG story. Need that ASAP. Thank you. Uh, Warley Alves, man. I think he's good enough to beat Nicholas Dalby. Like, if you look at the guys, oh, he's losing. Well, that's to. not a question. He's definitely good enough to do it. It's just whether he will do it or not. Who are we He's good get? enough to beat most people, but sometimes he just is him. All right. <laughs> you know? Now imagine a Venn diagram. One half, 
Worley starts fights well. Other half, Nicholas Dalby starts fights terribly. And here we are mixing them. This is where we start. Four times in his UFC career, four times, Nicholas Dalby has been dropped in the first round specifically. In almost half of his UFC fights, he has been dropped in the first round. Not a great starter. Alvis, not. last three wins by KO, catches him in the first round. He's okay. good enough to beat Nicholas Dalby, right? Like, he's going to do it, right? He's Here's younger. He's Here's a better striker. Your diagram. your diagram's all the way correct. But if you just go one over, oh, the God. inverse is also yes. true. Nicholas Dalby finishes fights well. Finishing fights is Alvi. really bad for <laughs> Is this is this a one round fight and it's all about round two? Is that what this is? I it could be. So I've got some other um, idiot stats for you here. Feed them. Uh, Feed me them. And here's why I have trepidation because the the best way to pick fights, as far as I'm concerned, is you look at the trends. And over his past six fights, Orly Alves won one, lost one, won one, lost one. He's due for a W. As much as we are due for a finish in the flyweight championship, we are due for a Worley Alves W. Due for a W here. Dalby has also alternated. Not wins and losses, but over his last six, he's gone uh, win, no contest, win, no contest, uh, win, loss, or whatever. He's due for a loss in this stretch, especially when you factor in that one of those no contests originally was a loss. The second one, the fight never really got going, but... You get my drift. He's due for the L or no contest, which is a push bet, so it's fine. So in that respect, this should be Warley Alves all day. But the big problem, the big concern I have, aside from just Warley Alves in general, Dolby has never lost to a Brazilian. He's fought three or four of them in his career. I don't remember the number off the top. Whoa. Never undefeated against Brazilians. Are you now, dropping the heater on me, even though I already have the slip and I don't think this is a book that I can cash it out that <laughs> Dalby is the Brazilian killer? He's the Brazilian I, slayer? Look, I'm I'm just telling you what I discovered during my, uh, during my research. Never lost to a Brazilian. I mean, he went to Brazil against uh, Alizu Zaleski dos Santos. Uh, I'm sure I fucked that up in my bad. Gets the W uh, in Brazil and that. That was his UFC debut. Um, He's coming off a win against, uh, I mean. I was saying, a win against Claudio Silva. Three wins. Yep, Claudio Silva, Alex Oliveira. All of those were overseas. So one was in Copenhagen, one was in London. And the original one, the Easy, Easy Dos Santos, that was in Brazil. So this man has never lost to a Brazilian. Can we talk about doing so in Brazil? The scalps that this guy collects, he's beaten four or five Brazilians. He's beaten a Frenchman. He's beaten an Irishman. He's beaten an Italian. Like this guy is just a world traveler. International. He's, he's, he's beaten a Norwegian. Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. What's up next? He's beaten a Ukrainian. Like I'm just going through this guy and he just goes on a world tour of just a, a Danish man. Let's see how many we can really get here. This is ridiculous. A guy from Croatia, he beat the guy from Croatia twice. He was like, oh, you haven't had enough? I'll do it again, you Croatian yeah. mf'er. Another Italian. This guy hates Italians. Uh, let's see. A Spanish man. Like, this is this is unbelievable. What the, a guy from Finland. I didn't even know they were Finnish. He's really worked his way entirely through the European continent. A Lithuanian? 
European fighter? I didn't even know they made fighters. This is unbelievable. You like a Netherlands, a Dutch fighter. Like this guy has just absolutely made his, he's just ran rampant through Europe. And then he comes to South America, Czech Republic, and he just dominates Brazilians. This is, this might be the best stat you've ever given out on this show. Look, I just, it, it gave me concern because at first I, I took the, I found this like I'm presenting to you after the fact. I found wow. this afterwards when I was looking after I already put it in the slip, found it after was like, well, now I don't feel that confident because <laughs> he can't, he can never be defeated by Brazilians, but we have to, we just have to hope at this point. I mean, he's just a world traveler and you know what he struggles with most? He struggles most with I mean, Americans, Americans. Have, have been a really tough outfit. Americans are really a problem for him. Wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. has he ever beaten an American? That's the real question. Daniel Rodriguez, that was his last scalp to take. I think Peter Sabat is the only German he fought. So, yeah. you know, the Germans are also, but Americans oh, have been one a tough in three fight against Americans, dude. This guy friggin' hates Americans. Dolby didn't know it. Danish yeah. dynamite. He, he is. Is is Nicholas Dalby the king of of Europe? Is he the best European fighter we've ever seen? Like we just he listed might be, every single he's, country. He's conquered all the countries at this he's, except like, Germany. Not even Lithuania could be spared in that. Like it was just like absolutely insane. This roster do you, do you of th- do you think at home he's got a map? You know how people maps where yes. places they've and he just crosses he just it all. Colors in the countries that he's defeated. I, he's got oh a, that's a pretty robust map of his at this point in time. How fast so, did he? How fast did he sign this contract when he saw he was fighting a Brazilian? Immediately, there's no I mean, doubt, and that's. Like, I think we can say confidently he goes in here, he beats Warley Alves. He he is the Brazilian boogeyman. Like we abs- cannot ever bet no against doubt, him. No doubt, I think he might already be the Brazilian boogeyman, it's, and it's I'm terrified possible. for this bet now. Unbelievable! Well, I'm glad I could put the fear into you. <laughs> Yes, I have zero confidence in this. Hammer, Nicholas. Especially especially when it's Warley Alves, who is our avatar fighting for us. One of the most mercurial dudes in the world. Untrustworthy. Uh, Please go put your money on Nicholas, the Danish dynamite Brazilian slayer, Dolby. Like, I mean, this is... a way better bet. It's definitely a way better bet. I wish I had known this before. God, we are dead. This is, this is like Shark Week. This is you not telling me about Shark Week beforehand. Yes, I didn't this tell is, you about this. The, is. Day, the, the only bad, the worst part about the Shark Week was, though, is I had a bet down on Alex the Great White Morono. We're both on Warley Alves. Yeah, now we're just we're just both in. I I came to it too late. I should have. I didn't do the research well enough before. Nicholas Dalby is a dog. Isn't this the second time he's gone into Brazil? It is. It's going to be the best. Wow. It, wow. I can also so clearly see how this goes wrong oh, for yeah. us in Lock the most it. classic oh. fashion. It's going to be incredible. Uh, it's going to look good after round one. Alves drops him. Uh, is he's going to him. He's, he's, he's him at least in the first round. <laughs> he's minus 550 heading into round two. Very close, contested second round. Uh, he's like still like minus 380 going into round three. Uh, and then he gets 1080 in round three. Look, here, here's the news flash to you listeners. If you stuck with us this long, if this fight gets out of the first round, I don't care what the number's at. You put that money down on Nicholas Dalby. You get that live smart. price on Dalby. That is... That I guarantee you, I'm going to be looking to live bet this man. Oh, it's going to be fantastic! Wow, I, I I was pretty excited for that fight. I can't wait for it now. It might be the fight I'm looking forward to most on the card. I mean, this guy is just the balls on this guy to come into Brazil and not care at all. 
Uh, let's keep it rolling. It is a women's featherweight bout. We have Josiane Nunez going up against Zara Fern. Right now, you can have Nunez four minus five forty. That line continues to move, and Zara Fern at, at plus at plus four twenty. Uh, over under is set at one and a half. Under minus one twenty. Over minus one ten. Um, yeah, so these have moved. I I took Nunez at minus three forty, and I am on the under two and a half at minus one thirty five. Uh, I mean, first and foremost, we were supposed to get this back in April of twenty twenty one. Thank God they redid it. Uh, we've all been waiting in the wings. Almost two years later, we finally get to see this one. Can't believe it took this long, but it was worth the wait. Uh, two things, other than the size advantage, which I know you're big on this card, like what is Zara Farn going to have to offer to Josiane Nunez? Oh, absolutely nothing. She's quite like, bad at fighting. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. She's, she's actively also, not very good. Uh, well, you say actively. She's actually inactively not well. very good. <laughs> she she hasn't fought well in almost three years. Um, how old is she, by the way? Um, we're, we're having a birth certificate conspiracy here. ESPN and the UFC have her listed at 39. Wiki, Tapology, and SureDog have her listed at 36. I would assume 39 is more accurate, um, but you know. This is a conspiracy for the ages. It makes a big difference. I, it, it does. I would, I would just, um, when in doubt, go with older, and I'm going to say older here. Regardless, she is aging. Uh, she was dismantled. She also doesn't fight like she's either. She fights like she's 54. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's fought twice in the UFC. She's 0-2 and, and she was dismantled in both of those, finished in the first round. Uh, and now you're just going to lob her up into the home country of one of the hardest hitting women in, in the division. Uh, yeah, I mean, before Nunez's last fight against Ramona Pasquale, who she dropped twice and had hurt pretty badly. Uh, she had six straight wins by knockout in either the first or second round. I mean, I think Nunez is just going to run through her. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah this, I mean, this doesn't need too much discussion. It's it. This is yeah, what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What's, what's the what's the under price on here right now? Uh, I think you can. You should still be able to get it. I took it on DraftKings minus one thirty five. Minus one fifty. Uh, oh, I don't know about that. I'm looking yeah, for think, another leg to this prop thing, but I do think she's going to get the finish. But. Uh, that's not enough. I don't feel happy enough about the price. So I, just is the, I don't want to have too much exposure on this particular fight. Yeah. She's the fourth and final leg of the uh, BBFP. And uh, I am she, on the other. She's the third leg of. So your BBFP is the same as my Brazilian parlay, only you also have. Uh, who was your other leg on that? That I'm was Burns in that? So there's the you? trademarked BBFP, the big Brazilian favorite parlay, which is. Gilbert Burns, Jessica Andrade, Jelton Almeida, Josian Nunez. That one's going at plus 124. Oh, okay. And then there's the uh, smaller side one that's still respected as a just a, your normal plain Jane Brazilian parlay. And that's Tiago Moises and Gregory Rodriguez. I guess that could be a uh, short notice opponent Brazilian parlay. Okay. So the my Brazilian parlay does round out with Nunez here. It, Moises Almeida Nunez. Pays minus one forty seven. It's not not your favorite thing that's ever happened, but you know it's profit. If it wins, yeah, it certainly is profit. Two fights to go. Two fights to go. We've already spent almost an hour and a half 
That's what you got to do for these pay-per-view cards, man. 15 fights, man. 15 fights. Break down. We're breaking them all down for you. Let's keep it rolling. It's a bantamweight bout. I actually have no more bets. My bets are done. So, uh, Oh, this you had this on the card, though. I know because I wanted to ask about the under. Mm, Luan Lacerda going up against Cody Stamen. I don't have a bet here either. I was I saw this was like this is this and the other fight the Rodriguez one was like I don't have any action on Connor will have to sell me. I was hoping you'd sell Cody me. Cody Small Arm Stamen somehow has a ten inch reach disadvantage. Look, look, I know that Terrence McKinney is T Rex, but in fact the T Rex on this Cody Stamen is, is T Rex. Yeah, I, like he, I know he always fights with a reach disadvantage, but like to be a band, well, it's hard you know, not to fight with a reach disadvantage when you're Cody Stamen and you have tiny, tiny arms. Very like uh, super tiny arms. Is it going to matter? Is he just going to wrestle? Is wrestling a bad know. move because Lacerda's just going to submit him? Lacerda is a, a really, really fun grappler. So like, but that that is the thing that gives me pause. A couple of things give me pause, which is why I don't have an action here. In my head, you know, it just seems like Stamen's supposed to win this fight. Certainly a big, big price. But Lacerda got a bunch of submissions on the record and a bunch of the dangerous submissions. Guillotine chokes, front chokes, you know, the anaconda, the guillotine, stuff that Stamen can fall his way into. And just being real, it's not like Cody Stamen is... Um, impossible to to finish, impossible to submit. Saeed Nurmagomedov last year came fell into the gilly. It's it feels like a dog or pass. I have no confidence in betting the over under here, just because like I think if there's a finish, it's probably Lacerda, probably catching something in transition. But Stamen, a lot of decisions on that resume, a lot, man. A lot. A lot. But I can't play the decision because I was, you mentioned the Saeed fight. I had the over on that. and That was one of my worst worst bets of all time. I'm just going to stay away. I'm going to just stay away. We talked about it. We discussed it. I'm going to just stay away. I want to know what, uh, what's Lacerda by submission. Let me get, let me get the prop action down. It's I mean, he's on, what, he's going at like plus 350 like right plus now. Plus three or something. So the number's got to be. I see plus four twenty five. I'm not even getting that much extra gas yeah. on to buy sub. I think he's probably uh, not going to win anyway. Man, he's Cody Statement's dropping down. Man, he, he's he's past minus four hundred a few books already. Yeah, oh, it's tough. It's tough because Cody Statement. You know what? I've already I've gone against Brazil, and I want to have a bet on every fight on the card. I want to, and I gotta get one here, and that'll have me done. I'm going to go ahead and idiotically, stupidly pull the trigger on the Juan Lacerda. Plus 300. Just give me the underdog. It's Brazil. Funky things happen. Maybe catches something in transition. Give, give me Luan Lacerda. All right. I'm Sweet. Punch that in right now. Plus 300. And, you know, just see what happens. I wish you the add, price on sub had been better. You added that, which takes us to our final fight that we have to get into. The curtain jerker. It is a bantam weight bout. Daniel Marcos taking on Simon Oliveira. Right now, you can get Daniel Marcos for plus 135. Simon Oliveira, minus 155. Over-under set at two and a half. The under, minus 113. The over, minus 117. Thought about playing Marcos as a dog? Haven't. Can't do that. 
Yeah. Can't. What, what kind what of world got? are we living in? I'm like, am I going to go I'm against the Brazilian? I haven't yet. Yeah. Like, come on. I'm disappointed that you don't have any action because this is this is the first UFC fight in Brazil in over three years. This is <laughs> this is Brazil. This is Brazil. We're not talking about this is a, a fight card in Vegas. This isn't. You know, I know. I feel like people aren't hyping that up enough. Like what you're saying right now. Like it's like mm-hmm. I am a hype that they yeah. are back in Brazil. And you know who else is hype? Everybody in the in the country of Brazil. This is not UFC Kansas, where the the curtain jerker is going to have four dudes there drinking some beers, and then the media. No, this arena is going to be packed. They are going to be dancing and singing and chanting, it is going to be electric. And this night of fights where all these Brazilians are coming to represent their country in front of their countrymen, it doesn't matter who is standing across the cage from from Simon Oliveira on on Saturday night. It could be the predator. Not Francis Ngannou. I'm talking about the actual predator with the predator vision. And that man, that alien could be across the cage. And the Brazilian crowd is not going to let this man start off things on the wrong foot for them. Remember UFC London last year? Muhammad Makayev. Granted, Muhammad Makayev is Muhammad Makayev. Yes. But the first fight in London, we've seen since then Muhammad Makayev a lot of decisions, a lot of control. But oh, that was the matter. first fight in London, huh? It was the first fight in London, and a 60-second gilly finish. And the to to steal a phrase from not our favorite man, but uh, you know, one Patty Pimblet blew the roof off the gaff. So it's going to happen the roof here, man. The what are you saying? Are you taking the under? Are you taking Simon Oliveira? I'm taking Simon Oliveira because they will not let him lose. There's no way in my mind that he loses this fight. First fight in Brazil in three years. It's just too much, too much energy. I want to get my event started on the right foot. I want to have action on the first fight of the night, and I want to believe in the country of Brazil. And so that's what I'm going to do. Give me Simon Oliveira straight at minus 155. Love it. You don't have to sell me, man. I am Senor Brazil on Saturday. I'm looking at, I got a sick bucket hat with Brazilian flags on it. I've got a custom Glover Teixeira t-shirt. Got some flags that will be up on the watch party. Like, I'm ready to rock and roll. Uh, I think I'm going to have acai for dinner. You know, a nice light snack before the show. Acai. And then with a winning week, which is what I'm hoping to have after, uh, you know, this episode that we just had, Fogo to Chow, either Sunday or Monday. That's the plan. I'm all in. I couldn't be more in. Should I take a couple quick Portuguese Duolingo lessons just to get ready for Saturday? God, I mean, it it never hurts. Would never. Obrigado, parabéns. So. Uh, <laughs> you you've got two. You've nailed it. Way to go. Pretty much fluent at this point. Uh, Basically fluent. Basically fluent. All right, that's it. That's the card. Fifteen fights, ninety minutes, clean. Do it on your forty-five minutes to work, forty-five minutes home. Get your bets in. Unbelievable. Cannot wait. My bets are as follows. Glover to share a money line plus 130. To share a hill under two and a half minus 190. Davison Figueredo money line minus 105. Figueredo Moreno under four and a half plus 125. Andrade Murphy under two and a half plus 105. Johnny Walker money line minus 170. Walker Craig under one and a half minus 140. Rodriguez Ferreira under one and a half minus 165. 
I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to add Shogun Hoa versus Ihor Pretoria under two and a half minus 210. McKinney Bonfim under one and a half minus 175. Jelton Almeida in round one minus 150. Nunez Fairn under two and a half minus 135. Warley Alves money line plus 100. The big Brazilian favorite parlay, Josian Nunez, Jelton Almeida, Jessica Andrade, Gilbert Burns plus 124. Then a quick prop parlay for you. Moreno Figueredo over one and a half. Teixeira Hill fight does not go the distance. That's juiced up minus 203, but I do like that. Then the uh, opponent in on short notice parlay, Tiago Moises, Gregory Rodriguez. I'm not done yet. I will be adding violence parlays, but uh, I do not have all the props available to me yet. Well, God, we are such DGENs and I love every minute. It's amazing. Of it. It's amazing. It makes me happy. Sparkle up, kids. I've got Glover to share by submission, plus 225. Brandon Moreno inside the distance, plus 300. Moreno Figueredo under four and a half, plus 120. Brandon Moreno in round four, plus 2200. Just put a quarter unit on that for the funsies of it. Neil Magny by decision, plus 550. Jessica Andrade, Lauren Murphy over two and a half, minus 130. Lauren Murphy by decision, plus 700. Took that during the episode. Craig Walker over one and a half, plus 135. Then I've got Shogun Hua inside the distance, plus 350. Almeida Abdurakhimov over one and a half, plus 260. Warley Alves with my boy. I actually think that's the only fight we are dead, like all the way in lockstep on, is Warley Alves straight at minus 120. Beautiful. I'm also taking Juan Lacerda plus 300, and I'm taking Simon Oliveira at minus 155. And then somehow I've ended with four parlays on this night. Because I make good choices with my life. Nothing better. The first, the, first, the Bonfim parlay, it's the two Bonfims. Simple, plus two, plus $222. The Brazil parlay, which we went over, uh, very straightforward. Tiago Moises, Jelton Almeida, Josiane Nunez, pays out a minus 147. I also parlayed Murphy by decision and Magni by decision, plus 5,100. I threw... Nothing. I threw three dollars on that. There's no, not even a unit measurement put on that. But I just wanted to live the dream. And then I had this other parlay that just kind of got cooked up while we were on the show. Uh, to Sherry Hill doesn't go the distance. Uh, Moreno Figueroa over one and a half. Rodriguez um, Fajera doesn't go the distance, and that pays out at minus one fifty five. So. That's the full stretch. That is so many bets. It's like 20 bets. I mean, it took us like four minutes just to quickly read through our bets. Amazing. I I can't wait. We're back. Pay-per-views back in our lives. We're, We're getting on a pretty crazy tear here starting this weekend all the way through the beginning of April. Like, I mean, we're about to go 283. Couple. Bellator. Oh, then there's a fight night. Then there's Bellator, the big CBS Bellator thing. Yes, CBS and then, Bellator. Yeah, then, and then it's just the UFC has like 12 or something dumb number in a row. Like we're just ripping. So. 284, 285, beginning of March. 286, two hunt, weeks later in London. It's, it is time to hunt. April, a few weeks later. A lot of bets to be made starting this weekend with UFC Betting Brazil. Season. It's always betting season. That's all I've got. Next week, nothing. There's no UFC card. You know, we're just taking a little bit of time to regroup, get everything settled in before before it all comes crashing down around our ears. 
So then we will see you in two weeks from now for the Bellator CBS card and the should have been South Korea card, but instead 3 a.m. Apex show. We will break that all down for you. See you in two weeks. Enjoy UFC Brazil. Love you guys. Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.